My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. 11 minutes after the hour of 12 and welcome to the show Nurturing Wellness. I'm your host Mishka Daris for this part of the program and I'm sure everybody on their minds have the fact that school starts tomorrow. That of course means traffic, getting the kids to sleep early this this evening so that they can wake up early enough and get done so that you can get to school early enough. So there's quite a bit happening um, for tonight and also for tomorrow inshallah. And of course tomorrow Voice of the Cape broadcasting from Rahmania Primary School from our breakfast B team 6.30 until 9 o'clock. And we want to see what the little ones are going to be up to. Who's going to cry more, the parents or the kids? <laughs> so it's to, uh, tune in for that program inshallah. Meanwhile today we thought it very apt considering that schools do start tomorrow to be looking at the question of time management and um, asking children, you know, if they are back at school tomorrow, how do you as parents cope when it comes to secular education and the very important Islamic education? We're also going to be asking the question, is there too much emphasis that we put on secular education to the detriment of Islamic education? And to talk to us more about the subject, Mu'alima Fatima Abrams from the Darul Islam Hafid School. Mu'alima, assalamu alaikum to you. I'm good, Alhamdulillah. I believe, Mwanima, as a teacher, you're already busy doing all the admin related to tomorrow's uh, start of, of the new year. Yes, yeah, we already busy since yesterday. Alhamdulillah, busy with the preparations, the classes, the teachers, putting the children into the specific uh, teachers' classes and stuff like that. <laughs> All the best for you and for the school, inshallah, um, Mwalima. And inshallah. So, Mwalima, the reason for this topic, we have been um, quite amazed at looking at the Islamic Hafid schools and the fact that many of them have achieved a 96% up pass rate, with a lot of Hafid schools also achieving. A hundred percent pass rate last year, and they, um, you know, these Hafid schools do hits, and they also do. Uh, they are registered with the Western Cape Education Department to complete the matric. So, Mwanima, the question that we're asking today is: Are we putting too much emphasis on our secular education, and we're forgetting the part that um, that we are Muslims and that we have to pursue our, if I can call it, Islamic education as well, Mwanima? Yes. First of all, as the administrator of Darul Islam Hafiz School, I have been in this in the Hafiz School for 25 years, and since, since then I've seen so many things, and what and a lot of things that I have observed from our parents, especially since we, 20 years ago, we have also opened a half school for toddlers mm. from the age of four years old. And then it is when I saw how our parents look into life, you see, uh, the people, the parents actually, they want the children to have good qualities. Mm. They want them to have good Islamic education. But when it comes to them putting them into schools, then the priority is uh, the secular education. Right. And unfortunately, many a times, uh, the, if they come to the half school, then they say, uh, but I just want 
the child to be maybe for, for a few months or maybe for a, a year or maybe for two uh, 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 maybe can't you speak on this, on this topic mm. and then you can see is well, she needs to go to school she needs to do that she needs to do that yes it is so but my perspective and my understanding and since I've been in this uh, uh, work I've seen that the Quran is miraculous Wallahi billahi tawai. the Quran is miraculous and I cannot explain, I cannot tell you exactly how I feel about the Quran and what it does to you. Mm. For me as a person, I'm going to speak of my, pers- my person self as a Hafid teacher, as a Hafidah. Inshallah, I just hope and keep, uh, that I should keep up my Quran, inshallah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a person that lives with the Quran, I see all my things. Everything, where it comes to taking education, I understand everything. If my child comes, she was at university, she brought her uh, uh, psychology book, I could read her book like I read uh, Surah Fatiha. Hmm. I can read anything that they bring forward to me. I can see that the Quran opens your mind. You understand. Even, I can tell you now, I am the cutter of the, the uniforms that we are uh, 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 making at our guys uh, of, guys of uh, institute. I am the cutter. How, how come I can do that? Instantly, I know how to cut. I know how to uh, uh, grade the, the, the sizes. I know, it, it's, it's not that I'm talking about me. I'm talking about the Quran here. Mm. You understand what I mean? What I what I can tell you is that the Quran is so powerful, and statistics have shown. Even Sari Primary School, they gave us a call and said statistics have shown that the half the children are outstanding at schools, yeah. and it is proven. It is proven. My son said the other day, uh, uh, you know what? Um, the they said that if you say thank you, listen to this, thank you, then. The scientists have shown now that that word brings tranquility, calmness on a person if you say thank you. Mm. So I said, our Quran has taught us to say Alhamdulillah. You understand what I mean? Yes. Look at the beauty and the, the and, and, mm. and, and, and what we have in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. We couldn't, Allah couldn't have given us a bigger prison than the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. It's actually amazing that Mwanima was talking about the word thank you. I've just recently found out, and this is not through someone who is Muslim, but a non-Muslim. They are saying that when you use the word gratitude or when you are grateful of things around you, whether it be just the fact that you are in a bed, that you've got clothes on, that you've got a roof over your head, that it actually vibrates on a bigger scale or on a higher scale than love because love is conditional love depends on x y and z whereas with gratitude you immediately make that connection to to a higher power in our case as we know is allah and you are basically channeling um allah through you as well so i'm very glad when mentioned that shikran Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. No. Yes. I wanted to to ask Moanima where to, where you you mentioned you know when you speak throughout your years you've you've spoken to parents and there is always that resistance to want to teach or to have your children go to a full time half head school. Where do you think yes. that kind of resistance comes from, Moanima? I think in my mind, I think that um, people are worried. When they put them in a half head school. They are worried, what's going to happen to my child? What's going to happen to the child if he goes and then half it? But as, as I said, of the experience, mm. the children, it opens their minds. You will see the different child. If you look at a normal child and a half child, you will see how quickly he grasps. 
We some we had two or three years ago. We had some schooling also in the afternoon, and I could see, mashallah. I sit in the classes also. How the children grasped that uh, 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 um, that, that knowledge that the teacher gives it over to them. But the, the parents, my advice to a parent, please do not be afraid to send your child to to the Quran because why that is indeed divine revelation from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, mm. and that is Allah is is talking to us and that is where we should uh, take care and be more concerned after holy book inshallah mm. when we come back from the ad break i maybe want to just discuss with you in terms of secular education does it teach models and i think that's an extremely important question uh, and also i want to ask listeners if you you're welcome to participate in the program so please sms us on 47913 as we mentioned today we're discussing and asking the question is there too much emphasis placed on secular education to the detriment of islamic education and online with me is Mwalima Fatima Abrams. We'll be back after the break, so stay tuned to VOC. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. It's 12.21 on Voice of the Cap, and today we're asking the all-important question about is there too much emphasis placed on secular education to the detriment of Islamic education? And joining online, uh, uh, us online is, of course, a very passionate Mu'alima Fatima Abrams. And when we talk about the Qur'an, I love speaking to Mu'alima because you can hear um, all that excitement and that passion and the love for the Qur'an, subhanAllah, coming through in her talk. Mu'alima, of course, being the administrator of the Darul Islam Hafid School and also does so many other the things are for the school and for the community as well. You're welcome to SMS us on 47913 and please comment on the question, do you think that we are placing too much emphasis on secular education and leaving the Islamic part of things as well? Mwanima, the very um, important question I think would be you know, um, everyone is saying that when we do this, if we go to school and here we're talking about secular education, we get taught about history, geography, you know, where the planets are situated, what maths and algebra, etc. But we're lacking the the moral part of things, how to live life practically and how to live life with the consciousness of, of Allah. Do you think that this is the case, Manima? Uh I think it, it is the case, but um, nowadays you do find the Islamic schools where they teach you uh, uh, Islamic studies and morals, of course. If, of course, if you talk about Islamic studies, it will definitely be morals in general. And the thing is, I can remember in my time when I was at school, mm. we had geography, all the, but we did, did have a certain sub- subject called guidance, where the teacher would give you guidance, how, uh, how to behave, how to do things, but it didn't come from Islamic uh, perspective. Okay. And that is where we as Muslims are lacking. You understand? The thing is that we need that um, our, our parents should look into this. If you send your child, I personally have children that is doctors, BCOMs, BSC, all these things. Yeah. But my first, the first thing that I've instilled in my child is you have to learn the Quran first. Hmm. I've got 11 children, and uh, the rule in the house is the Quran first, and afterwards come the secular education. And that is my advice. Not that because I am doing it, hmm. but because the Quran is relevant to us. Hmm. Oh, I send the Quran to us so that we can love the Quran. 
Hello? That makes sense. Well, Anima, also... Yes, yes. Um, sorry for, for interrupting you. But um, no also in, in the sense of, you know, um, for, for madra- Madrasa, I mean, um, that's an important thing. I think we find a lot of it's people are moving. The, okay. they, they go to maybe, you know, secular schools per se that doesn't teach hefts necessarily. But then they put the children into a Saturday Madrasa or a weekend Madrasa. Does it have the same effectiveness as going um, maybe every day or to a full-time head school you see that the, the system the, uh, the educational system is unfortunately uh, a detriment to us because of the children cannot go to anymore to the afternoon madrasas which is so 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 important they cannot go because they have so much work and they come home so very late and that is why it's important that we at least alhamdulillah we have the parents we send the children on a Saturday and a Sunday to, to madrasas and that we should thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. But it is so important that our parents should know that we cannot live without the madrasa. And mm-hmm. also to the, from my opinion, to the, to the madrasa teachers, let us not say we live in this era. We are going to teach the madrasa uh, studies the way in this era. Teach what Allah has given us. Give what Allah wants us to give to the children and wants us to give to the community. Not that we think, okay, we're living in this era, but we're gonna give, we're gonna give this like this. And okay. that like that. You understand what I mean? Give us what Allah wants from us and what the Quran wants from us. Because the Quran is a natural part of the believer. And we need to learn the Quran. And the most important is many times we are the Quran. But we understand what Allah is saying to us. Okay. You understand what I mean? Yes. That is also an important part, and I'm talking now to my uh, half teachers and half administrators, uh, uh, a concern from my side. I would love each and everyone in Cape Town, in the Western Cape, if they teach the Tahrir al-Quran, implement, even if it's half an hour or once or twice a week, implement to them the meanings of, you don't have to give them Arabic, just give them, maybe we do a Surah al-Ikhlas. Uh, right? Mm. Then you say, okay, we're going to give you what the wording means. And then a little bit of explanation, what did Allah really tell us? Mm. So to the children, that is why my school's logo is Many times the children have the, uh, uh, the, the, the knowledge of the Quran, they can read the Quran, they can read the Tajweed, with everything. But they do not have adab. And that is, I always tell my teachers, most important is the adab. Teach them to love Allah. Teach them to love the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And teach them the morals and ethics of Islam. And I beg of our uh, teachers to do that. So when the children go to the normal public schools, then they don't have the difficulty that when they mix with the Christian children or with the children that's not on the path of yeah, Islam, non- Muslims, they can yeah. at least stay on their feet, inshallah. I think that's a very important point, Mualima, teaching the adab. And of course, we know that the Holy Quran gives us our way of life. Um, that obviously, yes. including the, the, the lessons and teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is it, or do we maybe put the emphasis on understanding hefs by, in example, what I mean by that is just reading the Quran, like Mualima was saying, but we also don't put the emphasis of understanding um, what the Quran is telling us, because for each of us, we can re- all read the same verse, but it might be a bit different for, for me compared to Mualima because of maybe our life experiences. Yeah, exactly. Even if I take a simple example, if you make our salah, if I make 
everybody, most of the people, especially most of the Madari children in our schools, that we teach them how to make salah, what to say in the salah. But did you see the type of salah? Hmm. They cannot have a beautiful type because they do not understand what they are saying. And that is so important that we should teach them the, at least the basics, basic of the, 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 the Quran ayat that they learn at school. Give them the meanings of it. So if they read it, mashallah, they can ponder about it. Yeah, Allah, Allah saying that to me. Allah is prevent, say, prevent this and do that. You understand? So that we can be a better person, a better, a better community, a better fit, a better family. And, 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 and so I'm going to give you an ayah, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Al-Jum'ah. You get the surah that begins with Sabbaha Yusabbihu. That is surah, it is called Musabbahat. We make Allah high and, 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 and we glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we declare Allah's perfection. Now in the first ayah of Surah Al-Jum'ah, Allah explains Allah's perfection. Allah says, يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ We declare Allah's perfection. يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ That what is in the heavens and what is in the earth. We declare Allah's perfection there. And that Allah has created the heavens and the earth. Right? يُسَبِّحُ لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ الْمَالِكِ القدوس العزيز والحكيم الله give four names of Allah سبحانه وتعالى where in normal ayat Allah only give two two names of Allah سبحانه وتعالى this is to to tell us that the the perfection of Allah سبحانه وتعالى الملك is the king القدوس is a source of purity العزيز means authority and الحكيم is the wise that is the extent who Allah is and immediately in the next ayah Allah سبحانه وتعالى says هو الذي بعث في الأمي That is Allah is the one that has taken out of a, you know, a group of people that are called the Ummiyin. The Ummiyin comes from the word Um. Um means mother. But no, a mother, when she uh, 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 gives birth to a child, yes. the child doesn't know anything. He's illiterate. Now Allah has taken this person out of this group of people that does not have knowledge, couldn't speak well, didn't have, didn't go to school, nothing like that. Now Allah has chosen this man, and this man, and this person is the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, هُوَ الَّذِي بَعَثَ فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ رَسُولًا A messenger, men whom out of that uh, 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 people, that group of people, يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ So they get, Allah has chosen that man, so that he can give to us the signs of, of that Malik. Remember the first ayah? Al-Malik. Malik, so that is the Malik. If you, if, if you look at the Malik, you see all the signs that it's a Malik. It is a king. Right? Now, Allah has brought this man to show us the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that comes to the ayah of corresponding. You understand? Mm. Look at the miracle of the Quran. So you tell me, and then I can go on and on and say, and, and to purify, to purify, Allah sent the Prophet wasallam, to purify us. And it comes to in the first ayah, the ayah, Al-Quddus, which means it's a source of purity. Hmm. Now, who's the source of purity? Allah is the source Allah of purity. But, and then I can go on and on and on to explain the ayat. Well, kitab, and to teach you the kitab. The kitab here means laws. If I say, uh, for instance, uh, uh, um, uh, um, okay, I'm going to explain. The kitab means to teach you the laws that is in the holy book. The laws 
of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is in that holy book. And that comes from the Aziz. And that is in the ayah before that that refers to Aziz, refers to wa yu'allimuhumul kitab. So that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is teaching us the book that comes from the authority. Mm. And then, wa yu'allimuhul kitab wal hikmah. The hikmah comes from we. From the wise, which we said in the first ayah, right? Al-Aziz al-Hakim. Now that is, I just want to, to show the people who kept in miraculous Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you tell me, this book, what does it do to us? Mm. What does it do to us? It gives us that uh, beauty, it gives us that knowledge, it gives us that, uh, that, that cleverness, everything you want. Mm. This book is going to give you. Exactly. Give everything that is, happens in the community, go back to the source and that is the Quran. SubhanAllah. I think that's a, a brilliant example, Mualima, of also how we as parents can learn with our children. How important is that, Mualima? Because I think there are maybe parents that don't maybe that that either can't read the Quran or they don't necessarily understand the Quran. So should that not be motivation for us when our children is learning about the Quran, that we don't take a step back, but we actually learn with them? Yes, inshallah. Mm. Inshallah, a question that's come through f- uh, for, from the SMS line, and you, our listeners are welcome to send them to 47913. Any fears that you may have today, we're discussing um, you know, uh, Islamic education and why do we not necessarily put the emphasis on Islamic education, but we want to put the emphasis on secular education. So in, online is Mwanima Fatima Abrams, who's the administrator of the Darul Islam Hafid School. And Mwanima, the question came in here it says sad to say for me some of our madrasas are very under-resourced or under-resourced and the quality is not of a high standard Mualima if you could maybe comment on that uh, 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 yes it is indeed a fact that many times but we must also understand that uh, we I think I am also part of that to be blamed that we that has a little bit we should actually convert the madaris the madaris should come together with we converse with one another so that we can uh, teach our, 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 our learners and our communities on a level which, which bring the child so that they can be, that they benefit from us and not lose anything from the madrasa, inshallah. Inshallah. Mualima, does um, learning about the Quran also teach us emotional maturity and also maybe looking at the see how the Prophet and how he's handled situations, does it teach our children and ourselves for that matter um, how to react to situations in our society? Mr. Efren said the Quran, the children just learn it because, but, but the Quran is so, as I said, so miraculous, so uh, divine that if you read, it brings that tranquility. It brings that goodness into you without even understanding. And that is why I always tell the teacher, don't let the children read so, so fast because if they read slowly, then Allah puts in that. It's not the understanding, but it is more he gets what, what he reads. Hmm. And then if you read it, what, 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 what how can I say now, what, um, uh, more, more of, uh, of you want to read. And also our teachers, it's important. This is why I say our teachers, I always tell my teachers. Before you start, not before you start, but whenever you read and you tell the teach the children, the learners, the beauty of the Quran and why you are learning. And if the child, for instance, a child is not, if he didn't always listen, mm. listen, don't hit him, don't uh, 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 scold at him. You tell him, my child, this is a noble thing that you are, a noble, uh, 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 how can I say, 
noble thing that you are doing, a noble work that you are doing. This is the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Speak to them in that, uh, in it, and you will see the child will love you. So positive, positive reinforcement, Wanima. Yes. Mm. Yeah, say that. positive reinforcement, not yes, the negative. Yes, mm. Exactly, yes. And tell the child the beautiness of the Quran. That is why I, me, myself, I always have like meetings, speak to my, my teachers, and then we have like this conversations. How do we speak? When the child, second to the, te- the, the teacher will say that um, this happened today. Okay? This is how, then I will say, come, this is how you handle it. With beauty, with strict, but with beauty. The child, mm. when he comes to the Harvey school, that this is my home. This is my beauty. Right. Hello? Yes, I'm here. This is my beauty. Yes. This is uh, what Allah wants from me. You understand? And, mm. and, and you must feel, you must feel that warmness and they must feel that, that angels there that is uh, uh, surrounding them, that is protecting right. them. They must feel it when they go to the school, inshallah. I think that's an extremely good point that Mualimah's brought up. I think a lot of us are sitting with memories of um, madrasas, for example, when we were younger, beating children if they don't know the lesson or saying you're stupid or, or those kind of things. Um, and I think that has lingered in our consciousness. And to this day, we are hesitant to maybe send our children uh, to madrasas um, because of our previous experiences um, with that. Well, on, the other hand also, yes. on the other hand also, that the parents also, we are trying, we are trying, but trying to give our best. They always, on the other hand, I always tell my parents, even for 10, 15 minutes, sit with them, just revise with them. And if they come back to us, at least we feel uh, uh, good mm. about if the child knows the even if it doesn't know that well. But at least we could see there was some effort made. Wonderful. Moanima, the next question oh, that we received here, it says, what is the meaning of secular? Because I think I've been using it quite a bit today, uh, differentiating and saying, you know, the, our emphasis seems to be on secular education. Secular basically means that it's not connected. Whatever knowledge we learn at a school is not connected with religious or spiritual matters. So you'll learn about maths or geography or history, but nothing necessarily is pertaining to God or pertaining to a higher power, as some people are calling it now, um, or to Allah for that matter. So that's what we mean by secular education. We're meaning mainstream school compared to a hifts or a religious school. Um, I hope, inshallah, that helps. Mwanima, when we come back from the break, the last few minutes of the program, I would love us to discuss time management. And if you've got a Hafiz, um student or learner with you, no matter what the age, what do you do in order to assist them on this journey of discovering the Quran, inshallah? Stay tuned to Voice of the Cape. We'll be back after this. My radio station. Your radio station, our radio station, the voice of the Cape. Forty on Voice of the Cape and today of course discussing the all important subject of time management and especially when it comes to asking the very important question of the is there too much emphasis on secular education in other words mainstream schools uh, or primary schools or high schools for that matter to the detriment of Islamic education. So Mwanima um, Fatima Abrams joins me online she is the administrator for Darul Islam Hafid School. She's also a Hafid and extremely passionate about the work that she does within the community and with teachers as well. So Mwanima Tell us quickly before we go into any further detail in terms of time management, but what age can you um, send your child to a full-time Hafid school? In, in, in reality, we have a Hafid school, toddlers. 
for toddlers. Okay. That means our happy school consists of uh, 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 toddlers that from the age of four years old. Mm-hmm. That is now full of 20 years we've been having the school. 20 years and alhamdulillah so far we have been succeeded, uh, successful. Mm. And uh, uh, normally from five, if they start in the beginning of the year in January, they, they, by May, June, you will see one by one they're going into the Quran. Okay, we don't teach them parrot-wise. Ah. It's not from my mouth to his mouth. They must be able to identify. Mm. And then we also have and uh, also, uh, five teachers for that. Hello? Yeah. Is this um, boys and girls, and are they all in the same class? Yes, yeah, because they are still small. Of course. Uh, but we, we separate them in a class, girls sitting one side, boys sitting one side. Okay. But it is a mixed class. Okay. A mixed class. When it comes to eight, nine, ten, and then we separate them, the boys go to the boys' section and the girls to the girls' section. Okay, righto. So when they're four years old and they attend the classes, Mualima, what, what, what are they being taught at that time? Because obviously at that time we don't necessarily expect them to, to know any Arabic whatsoever. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. We don't start with Alif and Ba in time, so with the, the, the names of the Huruf. Mm. We start with the Harakat. The Harakat means it's the vowels. It means be like that. Yes. All right? We start with that. Because of our experience, we have made our own syllabus where we teach them how to, 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 how to read. Because they are small, we cannot tell them this is Jim, and then later, to, later after that, you tell them this is Ja. Yes. You see the difference yes. between the two? Correct. So that is why we just begin. We, we, we say, for instance, you say, use ba. We just say ba. That's it. B. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like sound. They do it in school also now. They do the phonetic. Uh, uh, they only, yes. Yeah, oh, no. the phonic, yeah. yeah. Now, this is what we do at school. What we do is in the mornings, we have our assembly outside. Then afterwards, when we go inside, we, uh, we have our um, board work. And it is so efficient. They need, if you work on the board, you, exp- you don't explain. You just say, that is this. You, they repeat it after you, and that, and that, and that, whatever you put on the board. Right. And then afterwards, you ask each individual, like, uh, Fatima, what is that? Zaina, what is that? Like, you show on the board, you ask mm. that and that. Afterwards, after that, then each one come and read for the teacher. That is how we have twice a day. That is a session which we have twice a day. Right. It keeps us up to 12 o'clock. Uh, after 12, we have a 10-minute fruit break. After that, we have, like, twice a week, we have our normally du'as that you boil out of every du'as mm. you, we give them. And then after that, we give them a little bit of secular education. As I said, a little bit. Mm. It's not a great R, but we prepare them for, for great R and great 1. Okay, all right. And then after the, the toddler group, so now they are, is it six years old, Wanima, or when do they move on? That is from four years. From four years. Okay. It depends on the parents. Many parents, uh, uh, they take them out when it's for a year. Some take them out after two years. Then they, we have another class. They say, no, man, this is what I want for my child. Mm. I don't want them to go to school. They're going to finish the Quran first. That is also what we have. Okay. We have the, the first is the, the one that stays for a year. For two years, and then they because the year the child will be good, but not too good to leave it alone, right? Many times they leave our school, then they go don't go to madrasa again yes, after that, yes. which is not fair on the child. Correct. You understand? Yeah. Then the second, the, the the one that keeps him for two years is now I want this child to be solid. So when he goes to school, he nobody can tell him that is that and that is that is it. Mm. You understand what I mean? And then the, you get the parent and say no. 
inshallah, this is what I want for my child, or the child and mom, this is what I want. I do not want to leave until I'm finished. Wonderful. So, Mwanima, I think one of the, the concerns of many parents are being able to then get into a secular school after uh, they've laid this foundation. So, uh, what has been your experience thus far? Have the parents that have decided to take their children out at age eight or nine after they've done the hips maybe, yes. do they get placed into a secular or shall I say normal school, inverted commas? Yes, 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 they do. It's normal what happens is that uh, we have at the time, sometimes on a Saturday morning, we have a class where our children, some of our children, or everybody don't do that, mm-hmm. some of our children goes to the school and they get on a Saturday some schooling. Okay. So that they, so when they finish, they'll be able to go to the certain grade which they uh, had to be in. Right. Like uh, uh, I've many children that left that is doctors today. She was in in, in standard two and went to grade eight straight. She's a doctor today. There's Imagine. so many of them. I can tell you, but uh, it depends on the parent. Mm. If we put the child in the in the happy school, we must be dedicated. Mm. Don't leave the child on its own so that the child can do whatever he feels. Uh, today I learn, tomorrow I don't learn. You stand behind the child. Give them then maximum three years. Maximum three years. So that they must know that they have they need to go to school. They need to go back to school. And they don't need to waste their time. And we at home we see that they at least even if I can't recite, let them Sit with them, let them recite, uh, and, and be there for them, so that tomorrow the teacher don't have to waste her time and your child's time and your time. Righto. Wanima, we received an SMS. I don't know if you could make out uh, what this is saying, but uh, I hope maybe the person can SMS back. It says, Mualima, for this talk, uh, probably shukran, Mualima, for this talk, one of the ladies from your class from Kalkstian Fontaine. I don't know if Mualima understands what that's about. Yes, yes. No, I'm teaching the Quran in Oh, okay. Okay, mashallah. <laughs> so, Mualima, next question in terms of time management. Um, if you are having a full-time Hafid student with you, your child is full-time Hafid, what is the kind of commitment that you've got to make to this child, both mom and dad? And let's maybe also be realistic and touch on the single parent households as well, Mwanima. A single parent. Um, look, it is what I desire for my child. If I want my child to do the hip, then I stand behind the child. And I must also know that I need to take my child to sickness in school also because why we need to work one day. We need to make money also. Not that it is a priority, but mm. we need that. That is part of our life. And, and we need to send them. Uh, so that means we have a full-time job. It's a parent of full-time job. I'll give you an example. Myself. I think we have children. Every day when they come home, I give an hour to my child. I say to my child, an hour, come. This is my, me and your time. I do. I teach you the Quran. Alhamdulillah, I'm not fortunate to be able to do that. There's people who does not do that. But at least give an hour, an hour, they come and sit with you, you read, you go and listen, and the child will see that my mother, my father are interested. Even the single parent also. Mm. You, we can do it. We can do it. Monima, do you th- more involved than kids. Do you though find that when it comes to Hafiz um, students, I remember I don't know if it was Monima or someone, one of my guests uh, before used to tell me that when it comes to the student finishing a an, a, a juice, that we sometimes don't celebrate it and we just say, okay, right, next, next, next. How important is it that we do that? You know, we have a policy when the child finishes a uh, uh, juice, then the, 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 the child would bring maybe a cake or something oh, and we celebrate it at school. Just to show them, mashallah, they achieve, achieve something. 
and you have put all your effort in, and then we are happy for you. Good. You understand what I mean? Mm. Yes. And mm. this is very, very, very important because you know how we are, especially women. We like to be uh, to feel good. Yes. And if your parents, especially your close family, are appreciative and they are glad, and then alhamdulillah, the child will, will, how can I say, will do good, inshallah. Okay. So, Walima, just to end off the program, and of course, the spot is nurturing wellness and being in a good space and in a good frame of mind overall, so in order that you can benefit society. So, your advice maybe for uh, um, uh, parents who are now looking at their children starting school and having to manage madrasa, they may be coming late from work and they are struggling to, to uh, do the homework part of things and spend time with their children. What advice can you give to those parents? You see, it, it, it is not very easy, especially if a parent has to come and cook, store and all these things. But uh, what she should have, should have is that communication with the child. Look, my child, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I can sit with you maybe weekends, but during the week I do not have time for you. But you know most, this is... I would love to sit with you. I would love to sit with you. But because of my work, my, my, my cooking and all these things, I cannot do that. But the, the thing is, I am working, I am putting my everything in as a mother or as a father. I am putting my everything in. I'm working, bringing the money, whatever I should, uh, my, my job is. And you, my child, this is what my, this is what I want from you. You mm. learn the Quran and when you work out a time, say for instance, the child comes home 3 o'clock. You say, okay, my child, now you rest a little bit. And after resting, you, you eat, you rest, even go over for a nap, even, for a nap. And then afterwards, you uh, say, my child, uh, when you come home, uh, I think you are rested out. Okay? Don't give the ch- child too much work, but you need to give them something to do also. Mm. They need to mm. at least wash up. Or at least try the dishes, yes. or at least do something. They cannot, because they're doing Quran, they cannot do anything. Yes. They need to do something so that they can be active mm. and know one day when they're married that this is a responsibility. Yeah, I think we forget that part. And and your advice in terms of the television, I know that's one thing we, you know, we battle with our children. Or, or for example, it's it's easier, I think, for parents just to leave the child in front of the television and be occupied there. I think you are asking the wrong person because I'm very harsh on that. Uh, in my house, no TV during the week. Okay. I say this is working as, as normally. The people are going to work during the week, right? Yes. Right? People are going to work. So we are working during the week. Where it is day, where it is night, we are working. So what we do is we read our Quran or we do our schoolwork, whatever work we do. Or even if we have a chat with one another, speaking about this, speaking about that, that is what we do during the week. Fridays, I say, like afternoon Friday, I say, okay, now you can, inshallah, you can watch. Whatever you would like to watch, or, but of course, we um, monitor the initiative. Yes, of course. Uh, I think, Muanima, I, I definitely asked the right person that question. Shukran so much. And shukran to you, Muanima, for your time that you've spent with us. I wish you and the school and all the teachers and the students of Darul Islam Hafid School all the best, inshallah, for the year 2016. And may we be proud to say at the end of 2016 that all of them have passed with a 100% pass rate, inshallah. Just, just, I just wanted to announce something, yes. Yes. if it's possible. Yes, of course. Is that uh, I have the 
opening a, a half school on a Saturday morning from, uh, but I, I will send you the, the details, inshallah. No problem. From the, the, the first Saturday in February, inshallah. That is for the youth, uh, uh, any youth from the area, from Sunset area, or any area, inshallah. Okay. Uh, and only for, for ladies, uh, for the youth, ladies, of course. Ladies uh, only, okay. And, and it has to be youth, um, Monima, what's your ages? No, it, 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 it can be uh, older also. Um, okay. uh, that means uh, adults also. Okay. Doesn't matter. But uh, especially for okay. the youth, inshallah. And do they have to know a little bit of the Quran or will you start from the basics? No, I'm going to have two classes, inshallah. One okay. for the beginners. Wonderful. And one for the advanced ones, inshallah. Mashallah. Mualima, I look forward to chatting to you a little bit more about that at another time. But I want to say again, shukran to you and uh, for your time this morning uh, or this afternoon. All the best, Mualima. Assalamu alaikum to you. Shikran so much also to you for listening. It's really been an honor to chat to Mualima Fatima Abrams and as you can hear, really passionate about the work that she does within the community in Kalkstenfontein as well as the Darul Islam Hafid School. And we will give you more details pertaining to Mualima's uh, Hafid classes for youth or adults even. They will be having a class for beginners as well as a class for the more advanced um, persons to know the Quran. I hope inshallah that we do attend it. I hope inshallah that you've learned and benefited from this program. That's exactly the reason why we have these kinds of discussions. We're going to end off with the track by Knowledge. Uh, it's called Knowledge by Nazil Azami. It's dedicated to all our students and if you, if you were able to tune in as well, our theme for the month is um, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant our students of all forms and sizes and ages and races and everything of that matter from those who are going to the toddlers right up. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you barakah and um, widen your knowledge inshallah so that you can benefit benefit mankind I mean so let's end off with knowledge by Nazil Azami and um, of course uh, uh, we'll first take the, the musical interlude and then we'll go up to the adhan of the word inshallah from myself Mishka Daris available of course on the podcast so all our previous programs vocfm.iono.fm assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh the prophet Muhammad may God bless him and give him peace taught us Seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. Muhammad taught. Muhammad The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo.